Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Gran Leyenda Tequila. This tequila knows there's no substitute for a great taste. This award-winning and organic tequila is handcrafted and comes in four different flavors. Gran Leyenda takes great pride introducing the world to organic tequilas that do not compromise quality. To learn more, visit GranLeyendaTequila.com. Gran Leyenda, the official tequila of the East-West Football Podcast. Must be 21 and older to enjoy. Please drink responsibly. Life and football are very similar. Without an identity, you will not achieve your ultimate prize. Defense wins championships. Pride and passion meet success. You got to love what you do. Thank you for listening to the East-West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza. Thank you for listening to a special edition of the East-West Football Podcast. I am Fidel Barraza. Alongside with me, Jerry Martinez. Jerry, how are you doing? Doing really good, Fidel. I mean, man, this week finally is here. It's draft week. It's officially draft week. And, man, uh, Monday was a long day, man. I mean, I, I don't know if it's because of the anticipation or just because it was a Monday, but I don't know. Let's get to work, man. A lot of teams looking to possibly trade or even trade some of the current players that they have. Most notably today, there was a report that came out that the Atlanta Falcons are open for phone calls for Julio Jones. I saw that. I saw that. And and it makes sense because they're in cap hell, man. I mean, right now, Julio Jones is is making about $22 million a year. And you take that into – Matt, and then take into consideration Matt Ryan's number two. So it's just one of those things that if they do it now – it would help them offset, you know, their cap space for the future. As suppose they hold them, then they're they're just kind of, you know what I mean. They're 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 just prolonging that cap relief. And so I, I think if they do take if they do take the bullet now, and maybe they can get maybe you know uh, they can get some draft assets out of it. Well, I mean, to me, I mean, Calvin Ridley's the number one receiver with the Falcons right now. Julio Jones is kind of like, he's a wild card pretty much every weekend. Either he's, you know, he's hurt, he's going to play, or he's not going to play, or if he plays and then he gets hurt and then comes out, I mean, it's, it's a unfo- tough situation. It's unfortunate, too, because he has been probably the most entertaining wide receiver to, to watch play in the NFL for the last some years. I mean, he was basically the next Megatron type of player, you know? And, I mean... I, I let's not take nothing anything away from him. When he's on the field and he's playing, he is a. I mean, you need to you need to have two two men on him. Yeah. So he helps. He really helps offset that. But I think you could still get some return value and uh, maybe through draft capital. So I think I think this is maybe it does make sense for them to do it. Yeah, most definitely. And of course, teams are kind of sniffing around to see if a quarterback's going to fall to their lap, and if so, to draft him or even trade the pick. So. Jerry, let's not waste any more time. Give us the Jerry Martinez round one mock draft. Now, this is a disclosure before we go. I mean, like you said, Fidel, this is probably one of the hardest drafts in some time to kind of predict. I do foresee a lot of movement. So a lot of these picks are not going to be on par, so to say. So I'm pretty sure we can we can revisit that on next week's podcast. How many did I get right? How many did I get and, wrong? And we will. Yeah, we will. We'll, we'll but, keep the score. Yeah, we will keep the score. So, I mean, let's 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 go ahead and state the obvious, right? I mean, the Jaguars are up. You got Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, pick pick first. I think uh, I think that there's no. I, I don't think that there's anybody out there that can really say it's going to be uh, in someone else. So uh, let's move along. The Jets, man. 
We've got the Jets selecting Zach Wilson. Whew, man. You know what? It looks like the New York Jets have been needing a rock star for a while, and they got themselves a rock star and in their quarterback. And I think that they're building something special with this pick. And they got another pick coming up later on. Yep. Now here comes the here comes the here comes the one yeah. that's been the story for I don't know the last three weeks or so the 49ers yeah. man and Jerry before you say your pick I, I just want to say this is the most interesting team in this year's draft in the first round just for just because what they gave up to go up to the pick all the rumors surrounding the pick Jerry even, Martinez who are the Niners drafting third overall this year and just to add even up until today. Yes. I mean, almost every media outlet reported it that they're torn. They still haven't picked, but I they already have their pick. And uh in this case, I'm gonna go with Mac Jones. I think that when you when you see you know, when I when I look at Mac Jones on, on tape, yeah, okay, he I, I ideally if I'm making this pick, it's Justin Fields. But I mean here I think that uh Mac Jones, I think from all the quarterbacks he has the best anticipation. So I think uh, Mac Jones, and besides, in in um, Kyle Shanahan's system, you're not looking for a quarterback that's gonna, you know what I mean, uh, be that flashy superstar. He just needs a quarterback that can make the 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 actual pass when he needs to, because they're gonna run heavy all yeah. the time. So uh, Mac Jones, it is for the 49ers. And Jerry, let's stick real, really quick with that pick. So what do you think Kyle Shanahan sees in Mac Jones that he doesn't see in Justin Fields or Trey Lance? I was gonna say, um, I, w- I'm, so I, I would say this: Jimmy G has never really had a, a personality, so to say. You know, I mean, we don't really hear. I mean, we've heard him talk to the media, but nothing that's really gonna, you know, knock your socks off, so to say. Yeah. But Mac Jones, I mean, I mean, knowing that he was gonna have, you know, he was gonna sit behind Tua Tonga Valoa. Um, and hurts right, and then yeah. they got the the Alabama got one of the one of the top recruits at quarterback in Bryson Young, and he had to beat him out, and for him to to say no, this is where I want to play, and for him to go ahead and 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 come on come on, and put on one of the greatest seasons, and uh, I mean he made he basically make what basically what Joe Burrow did last year, and I think that when you look at it. Kyle Shanahan probably sees a lot of Joe Burrow in his game and who doesn't like Joe Burrow at this point and everybody it's a copycat league so I think that when you look at it he can he can uh he can get he can make the pass where he needs to make the pass and that's what he's looking for so Falcons now we did say earlier they're looking to move they're looking to move uh Julio uh, Jones Julio Jones man so when you when you look at the measurables, it, it, it's it's one of those things. When you look at the prospects in this year's draft, is there a Julio Jones type player in this year's draft? Possibly, I would say yes, but not at the wide receiver position. It's actually at the tight end position. Ooh, all right. So we know the best tight end in this draft class is, and it's crazy because they have similar. I mean, they're very eerie and very similar measurables. I mean, speed, height, weight. I mean everything, you name it. They're right there, identical. So I think that um, with this pick, I think that uh, Arthur, it's Arthur Smith. He, mm-hmm. I think that he's going to bring out the. He said he believes in Matt Ryan, and he knows that he can get at least two years out of Matt Ryan. It allow them to reset, uh, and uh, it gives them that flexibility. If somebody does give them a nice trade package for Julio Jones, well then now, now that a lot of the teams are transitioning to a 12 man front, right? Which is one, one running back, two tight ends. That's going to help out his running game. And uh Cal Pitts, I'm not going to say he's the best blocker in the, in this draft when it comes to tight ends, but he can give you that chip that you need and give your running back that extra lane that he needs to run. And you can, you can flex him out and use him. He's, he's just, he's like the ultimate chess piece. Yeah. And Jerry, it's interesting because I think he might end up switching positions. So right now he is listed as a tight end. But we talked about this last week that, you know, the the money between a tight end, what a tight end makes and a receiver makes is different, right? Oh, yeah. So we might see uh, him transition to a wide receiver. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, the play can say it all, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, I know that there's a big difference, but I don't know. George Kittle made some big time money. So if he could, if he could be a George Kittle, I don't think you have to worry about ch- changing positions. I mean, George Kittle's right being paid right there with the wide receivers right now. Yeah. Him and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a copycat league. And I think that Arthur believes in Matt Ryan and, uh, He's gonna he's gonna implement his his running style and I mean what better way than to put another tight end to stretch that defense uh when you need to or block or have that additional blocker that that can help your your running game get going. So the Bengals, man, Joe Burrow looks good, man. They found themselves a franchise quarterback, and whatever the franchise quarterback wants, the franchise quarterback gets. You don't get mm-hmm. and. With this pick, as sure. much as I would love more protection because I don't like that scar in his knee, I believe that the Bengals are going to cave in and give him Jamar Chase his, wow. and team him up back with his with his actual his teammate that where they I mean they had it was like twenty touchdowns, almost eighteen hundred yards. I mean they put I mean they lit up the the college season. I mean it was crazy. So uh, yeah, Jamar Chase is uh, is going to be a bango in my mock draft. Dolphins, oh man, Dolphins, Dolphins made some moves, man. They they were they were picking third, moved down to twelve. Then they said, you know what, I want to move back up to six. Now I, I'm pretty sure Jamar Chase would have been the pick here, and I'm pretty sure Kyle Pitts would have been the pick here. But at this point, you you need you need offensive firepower now. I, I was leaning towards offensive line in this in this actual selection. However, I think that when you when you see the big picture, they need a wide receiver that can adjust to Tua's uh, game. Yeah, and I think that when you look at it, Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner, yeah, is probably even though he said. Mac Jones was what it was him that said the Mac Jones. Yeah, man, I was just gonna bring that up. It it it's gonna be kind of awkward if he does land there and say, "Hey, so you said you'd rather play with Mac than me." Yeah, it's a deal. Yeah, but for right now, this is just uh, preliminary. I, I, it would have been Jalen Waddle, but the health and the health the 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 it's just two style uh still two style type of wide receivers and Devontae Smith. And both Jalen Wong, the similarities that they have is that they every time they had the ball, they made something happen. So they earned everything that they got. But if you look at Devontae Smith's game, he will be able to get open and adjust and adjust to his quarterback and get the yards, uh, the the yak and the touchdowns. And I think I think that they could build something special with a smaller type wide receiver. And then you still have Devontae Parker opposite. So it'd be really helped. It would be really helpful to stretch the defense. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. They they could still go offensive line. I mean, you still got who's who I say is picking next. The Lions are picking Penay Sewell. I think that they're gonna tear uh, team him up with Tyler De- Decker and give Jared Goff an actual real opportunity yeah. to to win some games for the Lions. So this is a a, a surprise pick here. Uh, me personally, I, I kind of felt Michael Parsons would have been a good pick there, but. We're gonna go Penny Sewell here. I think that uh, whenever you can lock up your, your your offensive line, and and let's say it doesn't work out in a couple of years, you still have that offensive line intact, and they're already playing at a pro level. Whatever quarterback comes in, that they, they they know that they won't have to be under heat. Yeah, get Jared Goff some protection, and you know let him try to succeed in Detroit. Correct. I think that you know since they pick early in the second round, there still might be some wide receivers left there that they can go ahead and pick up. I know they need wide receiver. As much as I wanted to put Jalen Waddle there, but I just don't feel comfortable with that with that ankle injury. And I think a lot of teams feel the same way. Yeah, right and then what with that pick also, Jerry, is Jared Goff's not the most mobile quarterback in the NFL. So you gotta make yeah. sure that you're that he's being well protected. Yeah, he's not a true drop back quarterback, you know. So that's the thing, you know. So let's move along, man. The Panthers. Wow. We talked about this yesterday on our live show. Uh, this is a team that I'm going to continue to keep, keep an eye out and watch. Now, here's a very interesting situation because you got the Panthers, man, and there's still a quarterback out there that, that – there's still actually two quarterbacks out there that people are have high on their boards. So 
if the if the Panthers stay put and they don't mess around uh, or they don't trade, not mess around, but let's say they don't trade, I think they're going to continue to attack and build this team through the trenches. Last year they got Derek Brown, uh, a, a highly touted defensive tackle who came on strong towards the the back end of the uh, yeah. of the season. Uh, they already traded for Sam Darnold. If they stay put, I can foresee them uh, going after a Rashawn Slater and allow uh, allow Ron Sean Slater to you know be a building piece for that offensive line. Hey, maybe it'll help out Sam Darnold. Yeah. Be, like we said, uh, maybe a potential franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I agree with you, Jerry. And there was a lot of speculation too that if Justin Fields were to land, you know, in their spot, that they would draft him. But I don't agree with that. You just traded for Sam Darnold. You want to give this guy a fair shot, and you just want to support, you know, surround him with a supporting cast. No, yeah, for sure. But I will tell you this: when I was doing this, I actually penciled in Justin Fields. That did that, you? That, yeah, because Matt Rule is just a wild card, man. That guy's a maverick. Like I said all year last year, man, he does things his way. But and this and this and this, I'm kind of seeing him. You know what? I'm gonna build the trenches up and allow me to just put my my sin my center blocks right or my foundation yeah. down. And I think he's doing it the right way. Now this is where it gets interesting. If Bronc if Justin Fields is here. This is the Broncos pick at pick nine. I mean, no, there's this is a no brainer. And I'm pretty sure if this happens, oh my goodness, the the Broncos pick is turned in immediately when they go on the clock. I don't think that they're going to take any trade offers. I, I mean, unless it's something that is like a couple first rounders, kind of like similar to what Sam yep. Fran did, maybe. But if 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 they don't get what they want, Broncos will select Justin Fields. I think that I think that they've seen enough of Drew Locke, even though as much as I like Drew Locke as as an individual, I like his moxie, I like his 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 swagger. Uh they need they do need that long term I mean to complete you gotta compete in the AFC West. It's an up and coming yeah. division. You know very well. You've seen uh, the Raiders play uh the Broncos twice a year. They yeah. they they play the Chargers twice a year and, and they play Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs yeah. twice a year. So yeah. I think that if anything, if you can lock that up, wow! I mean, look at look at look at what the AFC West has. They probably have one of the one of the strongest uh, quarterback class uh, groups in the entire in the in the entire uh, NFL. Starting yeah. with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Chargers yep. hit a home run. You still got Derek Carr, who played at a very high level last yep. year, and of course you bring in Justin Fields. My goodness, it's a it's just a fountain of youth with these quarterbacks so that that and that's an interesting pick there jerry um because trey lance has been getting a lot of run every a lot of people coming out and saying that they prefer trey lance over justin fields um denver's definitely in a need for a quarterback because as we talked about uh last week drew lock has better dancing moves than football skills so far so <laughs> yeah well and and, and lip lip singing too right yeah but uh, i think that the broncos i mean unless this is kind of this is where I was like, man, there's gonna be a trade. But the thing is, I've heard Washington football team, but that one's kind of died out. I've heard the Chicago Bears also interested, but that's died down. And I've heard the Patriots, but that's also died down too. So it's this is kind of where it gets tricky. Where this is if if the board stays the way it is, this is kind of yeah. what I I see the Broncos having that. John Elway has was picking quarterbacks like yeah. every draft it felt like one was at one point. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's no way for us to predict what team trades up, it's, trades it's down. It, and we know that's going to happen, right? It is. It is. Cowboys. Oh, man. All right, Dal- Jay. America's your da- team. Your, your Dallas Cowboys. Who do you have them picking? Uh, I think they're going to go with the safe route here. They're going to go with Patrick Sertan. I think when you look at it, I mean, the kid just has technique. Yeah. Um he does not lack confidence and uh I will say this I mean he's a bloodline his father played at, at I mean his his father was a true ball hawk yeah. and I and and Patrick Sertan the second has those ball hawking traits it'll be something unique that Dallas has not had in in quite some time a true lockdown corner that uses great technique. Yeah, yeah so, and I and I and I think the Cowboys have had this player penciled in now oh, for wow. at least a couple months. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, and and then for whatever reason, uh, Mike Mike McCarthy loves him some some Crimson Tide players, man. So uh, I think this is an easy pick for the Cowboys. 
Now, well, let's stay in the let's stay in the NFC East, man. The next two picks here. We got the Giants. I mean, Gettleman says he'll trade down. Uh, I don't know. I, he's never traded down in, in the first round, period. But when you're looking at Michael Parsons sitting at there right there. You can't pass on him. You can't. And, and you know, I think with the type of defense they're kind of running right now and where Joe Judge came from, you know, from New England, seeing how they use their their linebackers, you know, Michael Parsons can do it all. He can set, he can drop back in coverage, and I think he's probably second best uh, pass rusher in this year's draft. So it says a lot, and I think I think they're going back. They can go back to an identity that the Giants previously had as far as top linebackers in the draft, or as top linebackers in the uh, setting records in the league. Right? Yeah. Eagles. Now on the Eagles, this is this one kind of it was really interesting to me. It just comes down to when you when you see it, it it's it's one of those things where, man, Jalen Waddle kind of seems like an Eagles type of pick, but there's but you know Devontae Smith, I'm pretty sure that's who they're hoping for, and maybe or Jamar Chase, but in this in this situation, it's not. I don't think it's happening, and I think that the Eagles are going to need to address uh, J.C. Horn because you do have Darius Slay, but he has gained up there in age already. I think maybe they have maybe like one, two years with, with Darius Slay. And uh why not bring in JC Horn? I mean, they gotta they gotta take into consideration who they play. And uh, you know, the Cowboys have three <laughs> wide They're receivers. In the tough division. Yeah, three wide receivers that could oh man. They, I mean, those those wide receivers can be number ones on, on anybody's team, I think. Yeah. And uh when you when you look at the at when you look at, at that landscape, look at look at the numbers that Dak Prescott was putting up last year with these wide receivers. So I think they go J.C. Horn here. Chargers, man, they need to get protection for that young stud quarterback, Justin Herbert. I think this is easy. Christian Derisaw has been rising up these draft boards. I like what I see. Is he perfect? No. A lot of these, a lot of these pro- prospects are not perfect. But, you know, I think that he has a good foundation. He does have the tools to become a starting left tackle in the NFL, and I think that that's what they'll do, the Chargers, in this pick. Vikings. Vikings, 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 man. They they had a home run last year with Justin Jefferson. I'm pretty they sure did. they're going to try, try and do the same thing. Uh, and, you know, uh, you know, I know as much as, as much as Zimmer loves his cornerbacks, he loves a dominant defensive line, and, and he needs to address that defensive line. And, I think that right now, when you look at Quiddy Pay from Michigan, his get off, his toughness, the way he plays, it's just, it just, it just reminds me of a Vikings, a Vikings type of defensive lineman. I, I can you imagine this guy on a stunt? Oh my goodness, it's going to be crazy. So uh, I think the Vikings get their uh, start putting their defensive line back together and helping out last year's corners that they drafted. Patriots. Get so lucky here, you know. <laughs> they get so lucky. Now, I will tell you, I will say this. Um, I think if this was to happen, where they don't have to give up any draft capital and they can stay put, and Trey Lance is right there, it's a no-brainer. They turn in that card. Let see see how long Trey Lance can learn learn behind Cam Newton, and then if he's called upon, I'm pretty sure that he will. I'm pretty sure he will do very good for the. Uh, for the actual Patriots themselves. Trey Lance, a New England Patriot, huh? Yeah. Yeah. He reminds me of Dak Prescott. So just that says a lot, man. I mean, yeah. he's not, not going to turn off the, turn over the ball. He can make every NFL pass. The only thing is it's limited, limited playing time, and he didn't play D1. So, I mean, yeah. there's some knocks on him, but still overall he's an interesting prospect. Um, I like what I see. He didn't force anything that he didn't need to, and, man, he had a perfect season. Didn't throw any interceptions that that in twenty nineteen. Yeah. Ah, let's move along. Cardinals, man, they lost Patrick Peterson, and uh, they've done a great job as far as bringing in some some of these top top name free agents. You know, they added JJ Watt right away. They brought in AJ Green. They've been slowly been adding pieces to the offensive line. I know they need a running back, um, but they got their quarterback. It looks like they got their franchise quarterback. And they got a stud in DeAndre Hopkins. So I think in this one, they re- they go ahead and replace Patrick Peterson in this situation. 
and I have them taking a chance on Caleb Farley, who is by far my favorite prospect in this entire 2021. Now, Jerry, he did have some back issues, correct? He did. He did. And I think that, you know, had had the back issues not been an issue, he could very well fall. He could very well fall maybe to the to the to maybe the end of the first round, maybe even second round because these back issues, very tricky situation. But for right now, we're gonna give we're gonna give the reports the benefit of the doubt. Apparently, he when he went for his medical recheck, he passed. Okay. So um, that that's some good news, you know. And yeah. um, and you know, I, personally, I know a bunch of I know a bunch of men uh, that are older than me, some that are younger than me. I know people that are about my age as well they have those that same back injury and yeah. and they're able to work and they're able to put in that work and they're able to live life just like anybody else. I know football is a little bit more demanding, but of course they have the best doctors in the game and apparently the surgery went well and I think it's time for him to get back to football. Ah, we got the Raiders. Say it. I don't know how to say it. Say it. The Raiders. <laughs> Man, the Raiders, Raiders, man, they came out to a hot start lesson last season, man. But I'll tell you this: I mean, you look across the board, man. The Raiders, I, I was, I, there was a couple names here that I had for the Raiders, and I'll and I'll name them: Jalen Waddle. I, I, I had him right there, uh, and I was like, man, I don't know, if, I don't know, if, I don't know if they're gonna go with him. I, I, I did write in Jalen Waddle, and then I scratched yeah. him off. Then I, I wrote in a name. Uh, Jeremiah Owusu uh, Koroma, the ultra-talented linebacker from Notre Dame. He's a little bit light. You know, I think that he might play safety. But you guys need that kind of you need that kind of support. Then I had Trevon uh, Moe Rig penciled in there as well, safety. And uh, I even had um, Christian Barrymore, the uh, defensive tackle out of Alabama. Ugh. But without a further ado, Raiders select Greg Newsom the second, the ultra talented corner, ran a sub four three. This kid has a knack for the ball. I know he comes with some in- injuries, but not the type of injury that we saw Caleb Farley. But I'll tell you this: it'll add a unique dynamic to that the Raiders don't have in Damon Arnett because Damon Arnett's not really the speedster, but Greg Newsom is the speedster. And like I said, yeah, he just has a knack for the ball. It, it yeah. just he just knows how to come away with it. And I think anytime you can find that, and especially in a corner, you got to take them, and the Raiders take them right back-to-back corners right there. Let's stick with this pick really quick. So, um, look, I, I was told by a very reliable source if a, wide, a top wide receiver were to fall for them, that they would draft them. Now, wow. again, the, the Raiders are one of the most unpredictable teams as far as the draft goes. They We've are. seen it a couple of years back when they drafted Queen Farrell out of Clemson. Yep. But I, I do think they need the help more on defense and offense. So I no. like the pick. Yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you this. If you guys do get Greg Newsom, you're going to love the way he plays. I think that he's going to be totally opposite of what you see in Damon Arnett. It's just going to make Damon Arnett better. So, um, like I said, if the Raiders can, can land any of those players I just named, it's just going to help out that defense overall. Um, yeah. I know, I know that they kind of addressed some of the offensive line because they, you know, they moved on from some of the offensive line, the and they've whole addressed offensive line. Yeah, well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, besides Colton Miller, I was gonna say Colton Miller, and he got he got a big time contract. Yeah, uh, you know, I, you look at it; it's one of those things where you play in a certain division where you need to stop certain quarterbacks. Yeah, and the well, only you way know, you're stop that, Patrick that, Mahomes, Justin Herbert, maybe Justin Fields. Yeah, so that's what that's what I, that's why this pick was made this way it was because you know you got to put the hat on it's it's one of those things where and you're gonna play those teams twice a year you got to stop them and how can you stop them if you're if, if you know you guys got in uh yannick and dockway which is a good addition yeah you can still got you guys still have cleveland Farrell. so i mean it just it just came into a situation where either you know is trayvon boy rig higher on your board than Greg Newsom or Greg Newsom higher. And in my board, Greg Newsom was just a couple notches. Uh, I still think Trevon Moorerig is kind of a latter part. And Rich again, I, I see them more in the back end because the safety position is not valued as high as corner. Yeah. So when you can get a uh, one of the one of the top four corners in this year's draft, 
at that pick, it's a, it's a steal. You got to go with it, and it's going to help you stop Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and whoever the Broncos decide to go with that quarterback at this point. The Dolphins, man, the Dolphins have the Dolphins are an interesting team to say the least. I think that you know they wanted to lock in that they wanted to lock that in as far as I, I think they wanted to lock in Kyle Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. and or Jamar Chase. I think those were really their two picks. Uh, but since we already got them the offensive help they need, on this one, I think um, I turned it over to Brian Flores. And I think that when you look at Brian Flores, he come he's coming from the Patriots system. Yeah. And again, going back to what we said earlier about Micah Parsons and Joe Judge, right? I, there's another there's another linebacker out there, Xavier Collins. Uh, he's extremely talented. I think with him, I mean, <laughs> the, the guy's just a ball magnet, man. Uh, he's huge, too. I think that he's listed at 6'6", 270 pounds. The guy just, he comes away with interceptions. He can rush when you need a rush. He can be your, he's going to be a, a middle linebacker. Keep this in mind. But you can move him all across your defense. And I think that that's what the, what the when you look, when, you look at Brian Flores, I think, you know, he sees what, that how he can use him and how this would be a good pick. And that's why this made a lot of sense. Uh, sense. He's one of my favorite players that I, I saw this year in tape. Moving along, the Washington football team. They didn't get, you know, they weren't able to cash in on the quarterback. And I don't really foresee them, you know, jumping at the 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 next level quarterbacks i think that they'd rather wait to the second round third round to maybe take a chance on on you know the other names you know there's names out there kellen mond there's a a lot of good things to that i saw on kellen mond uh but at this pick i think that they're gonna they've already built a strong foundational defensive line so it doesn't really matter as far as well they added some some they also added some free agent free agency with William Jackson, the third, and they also picked up a safety. So here, you know, I kind of was looking at the corner, but you know, ever since they lost Trent Williams, I mean, they got to help out Ryan Fitz, Fitz magic, man. And I think Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma state, this guy just shot up the draft boards. I had him as a second rounder, but at this point the the draft is already becoming unpredictable. There's a couple names out there that I feel should go ahead of him, but they they don't need to draft defensive ends. They got all the defensive ends and defensive tackles they need. Yeah. So when you look at T- Tevon Jenkins, though, this guy is looking at pancake every single defensive lineman that's coming at him. He plays with such aggression. I think it'd be a great addition, and maybe somebody that can build around on that offensive line because I know they they still have Brandon Scherf, you know, and whatnot. But yeah, it's you lost Trent Williams, you know, and you always want to. I don't know if he'll be named left tackle at the start of the season, but for sure he will make an impact that that will be heard, helping out the offensive line. The Bears. The Bears, I, I there is a couple ways I want to go with the Bears. You know, I, I think the Bears right now, they're, they know their defense is kind of aging. Uh, their offensive line is not where it needs to be. They need to give Andy Dalton some time to pass. I think Elijah Vera Tucker, the league is very high on him, so I'll you know, I think that the, the, uh, in the twenties, this is some somewhere good. I, what I like, what I liked about him was his flexibility. You know, he was he was a, he was a guard, and he played left tackle. So I think at this point, the Bears are going to go ahead and roll the dice and build that offensive line here. We got the Browns, man. The Browns. They added Jadavian Clowney to go along with Miles Garrett. Yep. When you look at that roster. I mean, let's just say Odell Beckham Jr. can stay healthy. That is probably one of the most dangerous teams out there. Yep. Head to toe. I mean, you got Baker. You got Jarvis Landry. You got OBJ. They brought back Rashad Higgins. And they still got David and and Joko. Uh, They fixed that offensive line. And then they got two great running backs, man. The best running back tandem in pro football. You know, I'm going to agree with you on that one. And you look at the defensive line. And you look at the, you know, you look you look at the linebackers and the corners and safeties. Now here, you know, you, you kind of look. Do you want to reach for a corner at this at this position right here? Uh, man, it's hard. I'll tell you this: one of the glaring um, holes I see is on the defensive tackle. 
I think this is where Christian Barrymore comes off the board. You know, you can never have too much pressure, um, especially up the gut. Um, you know, you, it's good to have it on the outside, but you want to b- bring it in inside the gut. And I think yeah. if they add this, it'll help out everybody. It'll, it'll instantly help out the linebackers they have on board. You know, the the more defensive line you have, the more the more that these guys can hit hit the gaps, shoot the gaps faster. What do we got next? The Ravens. Man, the Ravens got two first-rounders this year, man. Yep. I think with this one, they're not going to take any chances. Um, as much as Jalen Waddle has fallen in my particular draft, yes. I, I, I think that they've learned from what they have in Marquise Brown that they're going to go ahead and go with Terrace Marshall out of LSU. Wow. Yes. Uh, he ran a 4-3. And this guy does it all. He's a big body. He's a big body wide receiver, and that, that's saying a lot because I was really torn. I like Rashad Bateman. I just think that they need that that they need that that uh, just a little bit bigger a wide receiver that can adjust on the fly. You know, a, a, a wide receiver that can have. And I'm not. I don't want to take anything away from Bateman. Bateman has great control, body control. But I just think that Terrence Marshall is just a bigger. Faster, bigger built. Yeah, it's just it's just one of those guys, and he can really adjust to the balls that are thrown yeah. his way. I think that they go ahead and take Terrence Marshall here. Jets, they got Zach Wilson, man. What do you do for a quarterback? I mean, yeah, you want to get a more offensive line, but they got Mikai Beckton, so they they were able to buy some time. I think that this is where they get Jalen Waddle and wow. holy smokes, that man. drops all the way down to the Jets. The Jets hit the jackpot in this year's in my mock draft now i now i want to say waddle should be i think waddle should be a top 10 prospect regardless yeah. i think that this is the closest thing that you'll see to the cheetah yeah do you think that the injuries has some had some effect of kind of where you placed them yes because of that and then it's it's one of those things where i think evaluators or or scouts start looking at it and they're like well look at Devontae smith Look at the numbers he put up, and then they start thinking like, "Well, was it a system?" The same thing that the same word that they're talking about, Mac Jones. You know, it's all schemed up to do to yeah. do this and do that. So I think, I think that this is the probably the lowest that we'll see Jalen Waddle. In fact, I think he'll probably be higher. I think that I, I could see him going to the like I said to the Eagles because the Eagles are Eagles are Eagles. They they love yeah. their their wide receivers, but I just think that when you look at it, J.C. Horn kind of. That you know, that was a void. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then when you look at when you look at the other teams, they they're they're kind of set at wide receiver for the time being. So, moving along, the Steelers. Wow, man, Najee Harris. When you look at Najee Harris, he looks like a Steelers running back to me. He does. And um, I think that you know when you when you look at it, I think if you can help that running back, the running game going again. You're gonna help. You're gonna help out Big Ben, man. So, Najee Harris just makes a ton of sense here. Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars, man. This is a this is a very tricky pick right here. But uh, I'm gonna go ahead and go out on the limb here, and I'm gonna say the Jacksonville Jaguars select Carmen Jackson, offensive tackle from Clemson, or Jackson Carmen. Uh, you know, it's it's he protected the blind side for for you know for trevor lawrence for the last three years and i think that trevor lawrence is probably gonna pull a joe burrow and say hey that's my guy get him and yeah. now they solidified that left tackle position you got Jawan taylor you know in and now you have a a, a a an actual offensive line that you can feel comfortable with moving forward and it'll only help out the running game and passing game altogether so that's a big surprise pick here colts i think the colts right here i love what the colts do as far as team building this this player right here jalen phillips um he's been one of the biggest risers in this year's draft some people feel like he came out of nowhere but this is a five-star recruit he formerly was ucla uh, I believe that they asked him to step down because of s- several concussions. And I think that, yeah. you know, that that's why, you know, his name kind of fell at this le- level. But, you know, I had Jalen Phillips up there, right there with the Vikings, you know. So 
Colts are not are Colts are not. I know the Colts want to address the offensive line because there's a glaring need there. But man, when you look at that defense, that defense could be something special if you had a pass rusher like this. You got Darius Leonard, you got DeForest Buckner. Can you imagine Jalen Phillips? It's insane. Titans. They lost. They lost somebody. They lost a white. Well, they lost quite a few people, but they lost a wide receiver here. And I think that this is where Rashad Bateman, the uh, wide receiver I was talking about, I think this is where Rashad Bateman actually goes. And I think that uh, you are able to replace um, Corey, right? Uh, he, yeah, he, Corey Davis. Corey Davis. So uh, let's move along. I think um, I have the Saints here selecting. I'm pretty sure the Saints uh they 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 need a corner uh they need they need a defensive back really bad uh because of the situation that their their star defensive back is in um yeah but but they also need a they've been needing a linebacker they they uh, Zach Bond I don't think even played uh a handful of games last year so I I had them selecting Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa I think that with him, he has a unique blend of of uh, of play set that where he can actually play linebacker or he can actually play safety for you. So I think that this 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 is actually one of the hardest picks I make in my mock draft. Packers, I think in this in this situation, Packers need linebackers, man. They need linebackers, but I think that there's a I mean, it just when I look at this kid, man. Elijah Moore, he just continues to make me just turn that way. So this one I was kind of torn. I had Jabril Cox from Mizzou, super talented. Um, I, I love I love his game, but man, I just think if you give Elijah Moore, if if you can bring in an Elijah Moore to this to this team, holy smokes! I think uh, there's also a couple of names out there. J- uh, Jameen Davis from Kentucky, his name just flew off the. I mean, it just in the last two weeks, it's just up the board. So Jameen Davis, I can see happening there. Uh, like I said, um, Nick Bolton. I'm sorry, I said I think I said Jabril Cox. It was Nick Bolton and Jameen Davis. I think these are the names that you can see here as potential suitors for the for the Packers. But if you go with any of these three players, Elijah Moore, oh my goodness, he's one of the most scariest slot wide receiver that can play outside. It's crazy. Buffalo Bills. They cash in, man. They get Gregory Russo uh, out of Miami, the defensive end. I mean, last year they 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 have some defensive ends, but they're already up in age. Last year yeah. they did get a defensive end, but he he looks more of a more of that strong side defensive end. But they need somebody that can just bring that pressure. I think it'll help out overall. I did have Asante Samuel also penciled in there, but I think Gregory Russo is just is is too. At this pick, I think he's just too interesting not to select him. But the other name I didn't mention, keep it in mind. Ravens, Weathers' next pick, man. I think here, this name just, I mean, it just freaking skyrocketed. Uh, but, you know, it, it, his play is pretty good. But I, 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 I can kind of see them going with Landon Dickerson, you know, adding depth to the offensive line. We saw how Marshall Yonda, when he retired, man, Lamar Jackson, that running we game. We missed him. Yeah, they, they they struggled to get the running game going. I think if you add some more offensive, you know, offensive line help, I think that Landon Dickerson is 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 a name to catch that is going to catch and and uh, I think that this this is a real strong consideration here. So uh, they got their wide receiver with their first one, and they got more offensive line on their second one. So. It's a win-win for the Ravens in this in my mock, and the Super Bowl ch- winning, right? The 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 actual champions, the Buccaneers. Eh, look at that team head to toe. They they're they're loaded, man. Yeah, they're, they they're are loaded, and I think that with this pick, I have them selecting Travis Etienne. My goodness, man. Can you imagine that? So the the rich get richer. Yes, that's what you're telling me. Yes, and I think that this is a perfect situation. You know, Rojo he had some flashy moments last year, but I think in this situation, I think Travis Etienne is a 
he is a first round talent running back. And I think, you know, I think any of these other teams could would love to have Travis Etienne, but Buccaneers have the luxury of being able to pick a running back. They do. Yeah. And uh, that completes my NFL mock draft. So please take it easy on me. This is probably one of the most unpredictable mock uh, or drafts that I've had to cover in some time. I think last year's draft was a lot easier than this it, one. It was a lot easier because um, obviously no COVID. You don't have to worry about you got a lot more tape. Yeah, the combine as well. So I think, uh, I think and just to add, the yeah. one thing that's going to throw this mock drafts off and all the mock drafts off, I think it's going to be the 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 run on quarterbacks. That that's really what's going to dictate the whole draft after this. Yeah. So Jerry, let me ask you a couple of questions. So one of them sure. being, uh, when you when you're making and creating this mock draft, what team was the most difficult to kind of predict and say all right this is what i think this team's gonna do uh well i was gonna there's a couple of them so the the first one i would have to say the the eagles right because i mean you got jalen water we saw what he did when he was healthy then we got the raiders man the raiders i they have needs they have needs but it's just one of those things where there's a lot of Raider type players that yeah. I saw and Greg Newsom is not a, a Raiders type of player. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, here, here's the thing with them too. So obviously last year you drafted Henry Ruggs. He had this one rookie campaign. You drafted also Brian Edwards um, and he was hurt pretty much the whole year. So you're, you're, and you lost your top, wide receiver towards yeah. the end, right? Nelson Aguilar. He's Nelson gone Aguilar. now. He's a Patriot. So. He's a Patriot. Well, yeah, so here's the thing with the Raiders. So, obviously, they, they struggled a lot on defense last year. But also, too, I think we might see something that, like, hey, Henry had a very disappointing year last year. We need some more firepower at the wide receiver position. So, again, uh, close source to the team told me, hey, if there's a top wideout that's there, they're going to draft him. Wow. Like, no questions asked. I think that I think that if if Jalen Waddle's there and that's what the that's what all sources are indicating, then Jalen Waddle's going to be your new wide receiver there. And, and that's more of a, of a John thing. It's not a Mike Mayock thing. It's more of a John Gruden deal. Oh man, you guys are going to love Jalen Waddle. If he, I I think that he'll be healthy. Uh, he's had enough time, and once he yeah. comes into the medical staff, they're going to get him right. I mean, it was just an ankle injury at first. It it looked. It it seemed worse with what they were saying, but I think at the end it's gonna it's gonna work out, and you guys are gonna love Jalen Waddle. I love his game. Yeah. Like I told you, he's the closest thing to the cheetah. Yeah. So my my next question is: so originally when you first started doing these mock drafts, obviously we know it takes a long time. How much of a difference is your first mock draft that you did to the one that you finalized? Well, I mean, let's look at that. So. I know that I, I've never been a big mock draft kind of guy, but what I did do, I did kind of see like, okay, this is what I, this is what I usually do. So what I, what I do is I, you know, we all have big boards and we all have, you know, we all have big boards and we all have outliers and, and we all have, you know, we have, you know, we have certain words that kind of explain this thing. But this is kind of like what I did. So I I laid out, okay, these are the impact players, the ones that are going to come in day one and be starters day one. And from there, I tried to see, okay, does he fit this type of defense? Does he fit this? But I will tell you this, it completely <laughs> was thrown out of whack with when, when the 49ers and Dolphins and Eagles and <laughs> Those trades, yeah. I mean, after that, I was like, "Man, this is going to be crazy." So, and I, and I think there's going to be more trades to come, come, come draft night in a couple nights and three nights from now. All right, well, Jerry, thank you so much for unveiling your first round mock draft in the 2021 NFL draft. We'll see how many I get right. If I if I get if I can get at least seven to ten, I'll be good. Yeah, and, and again, we have to be kind of realistic too. I mean, there's going to be a team that's going to trade up or trade down, depending on how the draft goes. Yeah, uh, if there's a run on quarterbacks, if there's a run on wide receivers, running backs, defensive players, you name it, it's a trend. It usually does happen. Uh, so we'll just have to wait till Thursday and see uh, see what happens. No, yeah, I, and and when I say seven and ten, I'm saying 
then the names that I mentioned, I want to see how many of them are actually going to be first rounders. Cause yeah. you know, I, I, uh, for instance, uh, Jackson from, uh, from nobody has him in the first round. I think I'm probably one of the few, very few, the Clemson offensive tackle. Yeah. That I just mentioned nobody has him as a first. I, oh, I haven't seen him as a first rounder, but I, I see him as a first rounder. There's other names out there that I have. I've been hearing first round buzz, Ronnie Perkins, uh, a uh, Peyton, Peyton out of Houston. So, I mean, when you, when you see the picture, it's all over the place. Oh man, I can't wait till Thursday, but let's go. Let's do this guys. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the East West football podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening. Catch us again next week as we review the 2021 NFL draft. And of course, we'll see how many picks Jerry got right. Till then, thank you for listening. Have a great night. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baclaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.